Okay, now this is an older list. And this is what came up. Biggest Comic-Cons in the U.S. Ranked by attendance. Number five is the Emerald City Comic-Con. I don't know where that is. Uh, Seattle? Maybe. Number four is the Fanex Salt Lake. Salt Lake? Really? That's 110,000. I have somebody who I work with who is taking off the end of this week to go to that. Um, Yeah. The the Emerald City one was 98,000. Salt Lake was 110,000. Denver, Pop Culture Con, 115,000. San Diego, 167,000. And number one is New York at 250,000. These are right before COVID numbers. Yes. So that's the, the list York. that I found. Um, let's see if I can find a bigger list. Now this is this article I found lists San Diego as number one. So, but it doesn't list the whole five. It just refers to San Diego as number one and goes into economic well, impact because it's a uh, it's a hospitality based article. Right. Well, it's. I mean, it's the equivalent of WrestleMania to a city oh, I'm sure. on some level. Probably. You know, it's a, yeah. it's a mul- I mean, it's a multi-day event, Thursday to Thursday to Sunday. I mean, if 250,000 people or 200,000, say, for San Diego, that's more than go to WrestleMania weekend, I would imagine. WrestleMania is sure. going to hold 70-some thousand. I can't imagine three times that many are actually there. That just seems... While there are people who go there and don't go to WrestleMania, they're attending shows attended by five to seven to eight hundred people, not you know right. twenty thousand. So, and the WrestleMania people are going to those. So I just don't know that. Um, yeah, I just don't know. Um, what's interesting is that <clears throat> worldwide, you know, remember worldwide, Patrick O'Dowd. Worldwide, yeah, I just I'm not feeling it anymore. Tokyo like, is number one. Fine. That checks out. Comacat, Comacat, I might be pronouncing it wrong. Um, Gamescom in Germany is number two. These are like ever. So, um, so these have years yeah. next to them because then Tokyo is number three. Italy is number four. Japan again. Oh, Japan Expo in Paris, France is number five. New York from 2014 is number six. Anime Festival Asia just says varied locations is number seven. San Diego is number eight on this list. So, again, big deal. Big, big deal. Actually, just just these numbers in general and looking at the numbers for San Diego and New York, I would imagine it dwarfs WrestleMania. Now, economic impact is a whole different thing because how much money are they spending – Outside of the con itself, that's a good question. It depends. I mean, it kind of depends on depends on what you get passes for. Because, like, if you get passes right. for all four days, you're you're spending four days in San Diego. You're yeah, you're they, you're staying food there. Food is not food is not readily like there's food to get at the con, but like actually eating somewhere like you you know a breakfast, lunch, and dinner uh, right. sort of deal. And, and in San Diego, in particular. Oddly enough, you're probably uh, helping the grocery stores because if you're trying to get into a panel like a Hall H, you've usually got a camp. And right. if you've got a camp, you got to have supplies. Uh, and so while there are people cashing in at San Diego to do that, um, yeah, the area and there's other stuff that goes on, much like at a WrestleMania weekend, there are, there are tangential events right. that people go. Like I, I was it. Wasn't there wasn't there a brief time where we joked about like kaiju big battle was happening yeah. like at the same time or on the same night or it's like you leave WrestleMania and you go to Kaiju Big Battle after we, Yeah, when we've talked about going to various WrestleManias, that was always on the list. And still for me is. Like if I if right. I go again, I hope Kaiju Big Battle happens because I want to go see it. I, I just want to see that in person at some point. Uh, I would imagine Dr. Cube is still running around. If Dr. Cube is not still running around, I will be very upset and right. and will probably write a sternly written letter 
That's probably strongly worded. Yeah, he'll, I just can't pull, imagine. He'll go full Karen. Yes, I will go full Karen. Um, Very nice. I just can't imagine going any other way. Enough about that stuff. Let's talk about wrestling. Oh, Phoenix! <laughs> hey, yo. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. It's Patrick O'Dell. You straight punk bitch! I mean, you're just gonna replace me. Shut up! Rhythm Morales. The biggest slut in the Western Hemisphere! Why do I have to have a buzzer? You are now and will forever be an asshole. Because it's my show. And I love you, Greg. You guys know how to party. You're welcome. What is up? It is a beautiful... For me, I don't know if it's beautiful for you. We can find out. Tuesday evening, September 20th, 2022, as we record this here edition of The Greg DeMarco Show. My name is Greg DeMarco at Chairshot Greg. He is Patrick O'Dowd at Wrestling Realist, W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. There's no I in wrestling, but there is one in Realist. And there is one in Patrick for the wrestling rolls. Patrick Goodall. Patrick, I talked about it being beautiful. What is, what is your weather like in in Massachusetts? Um, it's it's actually been very typical dreary New England weather, mm. cloudy and rainy. But it's it's been in the seventies, so okay. that's been kind of nice. So, we have a fifty percent uh, chance of precipitation today. Saw a little bit at various points. Today's high now, is are you all Are you all in like monsoon season in that business? That is, is that... technically over. It's more August, but it does kind of spill over into September. Um, so gotcha. these rains are kind of residual of that. But um, yeah, the, the forecast, it just disappeared off my phone because I clicked something wrong. Um, hmm. We are supposed to get some rain between 5 and 9 a.m., 10 a.m. tomorrow. Nothing above a 50% chance, but um, – yeah. And then tomorrow was a little bit at 5 p.m. Um, the 10-day forecast, though, rain is not really showing. We will get back into the hundreds, actually, starting Saturday oh. for a good week or yeah, so. See. It's kind of like the last. No, no, this is you. this is what it does, though. It, it has like the – so years ago, we had this fish, and this fish's name was Bubbles. And okay. Bubbles was a beta fish, lots of fun, come home. My wife would come home and like talk to him. He'd swim around, get all excited. And then Bubbles was lethargic and dying. And we're like, all right, have to get a new fish, whatever. And then there was this day where Bubbles was like back to his old self. And then the next day he was dead. And to me, that's summer here. Like it, the weather gets nice, whatever. Then there's this big hot period again. And then pff, we're out of the 100 degree weather until like March or April. So, um, so that's kind of what we're about to have. To explain that to people who don't know the Arizona climate and culture. So, oh, okay then. That's what we do. This show, by the way, Climate and Culture, is part of the Chairshot Radio Network, which you can find at thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Follow along iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Google Play. Like, subscribe. Leave us that good old five-star review. Tell a friend. Even turn on that little bell for notifications, however you want to do it. Be a part of the fun that we have here on The Greg DeMarco Show and all of the shows as part of the ChairShot Radio Network at ChairShot Media. Uh, Just, you know, lots of fun. Every show is fun. Everything we do is fun. We're all about fun, fun, fun as we talk about the wrestling. And, you know, this week it's really like... I feel like it's random. Um, 
as I t- think about what to, to throw at Patrick O'Dowd today, since we didn't really talk about it, I do have a list prepared. I'm not even going to tell you what it is until we do it. It's going to be like that. Tell me now what you're thinking. It's not a prepare for list. Trust me. It's not a prepare for list. Yeah. I don't, I don't like this game. I don't care. I know you don't care. It's your show. Blah, 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 blah. This is my yard now. Exactly. So. Shut your dumb mouth. We will do a list later. Patrick O'Dowd will be fine with this list. He right now internally is saying one letter and one letter only. Awesome! I came to the- Okay. And that's just fine. But a lot of random stuff has happened in the world of professional wrestling, and I want to talk about random stuff. For starters, okay. Patrick O'Dowd, the ever-so-giving, and when I say giving, I mean in terms of shit for us to talk about. Uh, your boy. Gentlemen, some may call him Jacksonville, Dixie, many others have many other names for him. Um, Tony Montana himself, the cocaine kingpin of professional wrestling. I just made that up. Tony Khan, as he's promoting AEW Grand Slam, which which for a Wednesday night event, might as well be their freaking WrestleMania. Considering the size crowd they draw, everything they do, they should really treat it as such. He said in an interview, and I know you heard this, that the Northeast of the U.S. and New York City is the crown jewel of professional wrestling territories, not some BS in Saudi Arabia. Now, this is not a conversation about Saudi Arabia whatsoever. And I don't want to make it that because it's stupid. But why are we even... Why is this even a topic with Mr. Tony Khan? Because he's so damn insecure that that's just what he does. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, it's, it's, it's just ridiculous. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. You said it three I, times. It's like, I, well, it's, it's staggering to the, to, to think about, like, and you even, yeah. you even commented about this. Like, you've got this major main event that, that you should be putting over right now. Right. And and what are you doing? It's, you're, it's you're, such a great point. You're talking shit about the WWE. Like, Daniel Bryan Danielson is probably going to win a title. More than probably. As, I, I as, would, as he often does. If, if I could bet money on this, if I could bet money on AEW, and I'm sure I could if I really wanted to, I would bet the house on Daniel Bryan Danielson winning. John Moxley came back from a six, what was supposed to be six weeks off to do this tournament. He's not winning. Right. Daniel Bryan Danielson, because you don't do this whole thing just to put the title back on John Moxley again. Yeah. But like, like how many times are you going to pull, wait for it, the white rabbit out of the hat, wrestling fans? But um, Ching, I see what you the white did rabbit's there. what we're all talking about right now. I see what you did there. Why are we going to do that and not put it on Daniel Bryan Danielson? Who is the answer, in my opinion? Like, like in right. terms of we we've seen what he can do in the ring. We knew it in two thousand and five when you and I were at Ring of Honor events. It's now seventeen years later, and he truly is. And back then, he called himself the best in the world. He truly is among the best in the world right now. PWI five hundred, be damned. But and I don't even remember where he fell, but probably not high enough Top because 20. because we had to rank. You know, El Hijo del Vikingo to try to prove how smart we are. Um, it's not the Dean Malenko. Well, you, you, you know, you know, you don't think he's one of the best. I want to be in the room for that just to see these idiots be like, you don't know about Vikingo? Vikingo is, is amazing. Like, I just fucking can't. They put Roman I mean, Reigns I, number I one. I don't know who it is. They put Roman Reigns number one, and then it should have been this like giant gap between him and everyone else. Right, um, right, right. I actually didn't have a ton of issue with the top 10 outside of where Punk was, but uh, I probably am biased. Well, it's okay. But no, I mean, it's, but it's legit. Like that's legit. No, I know. So, so they're going to put their title on Daniel Bryan Danielson. 
And why aren't Daniel Bryan Danielson and John Moxley doing interviews? When we had the lead up to WrestleMania, was was Vince McMahon doing interviews? No, the talent was doing interviews. And and I and now look, Triple H is different. Triple H has done interviews. He did some interviews before Clash of the Castle. He will probably do some interviews before, um, you know, before WrestleMania and other events. And so that's a little hypocritical of me to say that because I know Triple H is going to do it, and I look forward to it. Because I feel like whenever we listen to Triple H, we can actually learn something positive. Right. With Tony Khan, it's like what he focuses on is just asinine to me. And, and, and it's, it's, but it's flavor of the month all over again. Here he is touting that they're getting ready to go to the Mecca of professional wrestling to the real crown jewel of pro wrestling. If Chicago, Illinois were a person, it'd be like, what what the fuck about me? You come here 47 times a year and we're not the crown jewel. They sure do. Like, what what is that? Well, it's because now they've expanded to such wonderful scenic locations like Uncasville, Connecticut. To, to do a rampage as, as I did see, I mean, Hey, I can, I could catch a, uh, catch a rampage out here. Now I can catch Is a it dynamite. Just rampage? I can catch a dynamite. There's, there's a dynamite coming. Usually um, dynamite and rampage go to, usually it's a, they tape in the same night. No, but or what's the, what's the Friday show? The Friday shows rampage. Yeah. Like, no, they, they, they're coming to, uh, I got. I gotta look it up. They're they're literally there's one where they're only doing like rampage and like other tapings, and, and but it's oh. not at um, Mohegan. And then they are doing a dynamite at a Mohegan. I oh, you're right. Oh, why would anyone go to that? Why would you go to something that is? Dude, just I'll tell you. I'll I'll tell you why. Because it's it's that fan base, and and that's what's funny about it is. There's a couple of my friends, and, and they are good people, although they are a bit misguided when it comes to AEW. They love they love the product blindly, to the point where going to a rampage like taping or whatever it is, um, that they're like, this is going to be the greatest wrestling I've been to, and blah 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 blah, and it's like, okay, dude. Uh, and then later, I think in like November or something, there there's a there's a dynamite tape or there's a dynamite uh, taping happening. I just don't know why. Like when you go to a rampage, you literally see a one hour rampage show, and then a bunch of matches for dark and dark elevation, like a bunch of squash matches. But that's why? where's the value in that? Like and that, and and like. And and look, John Mox is on the poster. Daniel Bryan Danielson isn't even on the graphic, but Adam Cole was. Um, I don't know. It's just weird to me. That's that's not even the topic. Like I'm just mind blown. Why why they would just do a, a ramp? Like I don't know. I don't know what dynamite is is that Wednesday where it is and why they're not doing. Uh, why they're not doing the rampage? Like this week they're filming both on Wednesday and both are two hour shows. It's a two hour dynamite and a special two hour rampage and. And, and we know what's going to, we know Daniel Bryan Danielson is going to win the AEW World Championship and he should. But so I was going to bring this up another time that we talked about Tony Khan and I never brought it up and I want to talk about it here today. And I'm sure I brought it up on the show before because I had this conversation going back to 2016 uh, with somebody who I consider to be very smart in the world of pro wrestling. And it's a wrestler. Um, it's a wrestler who I work with a lot at actual wrestling events. And this person will tell you that. There's a, f- a handful of reasons why people promote wrestling events. And there is the business reasons you, because they want to put on a, a business that makes money. There is the, the, the booking reasons in terms of they want this creative outlet. They want to book shows and book good events. There is to put themselves over. They're a wrestler who feels like they weren't focused on and they weren't the ones who, um, you know, got the push they should have gotten. So now they created their own thing so they can push themselves. And and there's that. And then there's for the glory. The promoters who promote for the glory of promoting, they want to be viewed on the same level as the wrestlers. They want to be this, they want to be that. And that's Tony Khan. He is promoting for yeah. glory. He is promoting for glory. He's begging for glory. And that's why he is putting himself front and center 
of everything and, and it's really undercutting his talent. And look, there's a model out there for what he's doing. It's called the UFC and it's very successful. The most recognizable figure in the UFC is Dana White, in my opinion. Because Conor yeah. McGregor's not fighting right now. Like, no one is bigger than Dana White when it comes to the UFC. When I know Dana White's going to make an appearance on one of the shows I listen to, I definitely tune in. Because I'm entertained by Dana White. Just from a business perspective, from his attitude, from his presentation, I, I enjoy it. And, and he doesn't hold back, and I respect that. Tony Khan is the same way, but but Dana White comes off as a harsh, brash, successful businessman. Tony Khan comes off as a pretentious little prick. And that's the right. difference. And, and well, that's and, what, what and gets me. Get, get completely devolved by one of your top talents and it just makes it that much better. And so is he compensating like for that? Is he now compensating for what Punk did? I, you know, I wonder... Because I feel like he's going harder now, and maybe I'm wrong. Right, but it feels like he's going. No, harder. I don't. I don't think you're wrong. I think that I don't know. He's always had this this like what, and some people call it brash, right? But what I just find insecure, just this insecure little boy playing at promoter and not actually promoting. Like he doesn't, he doesn't promote his company, and he doesn't know but how he to. Does. And, but he doesn't like because if he did, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. We wouldn't be talking about what he's not doing. True. Okay, so he does promote his company because I see it. You see it in tweets all the time. He'll be like, "Watch Rampage. Watch you know this. Thank you fans for this." So he does it. But I think he also wastes some opportunities and wastes some things are at his disposal, like these interviews. When the headlines coming out of these interviews are what he said about Saudi Arabia and, and what he says about, you know, my competition, which you'll never hear Triple H say, what right. no one's talking about are any comments that he made about Daniel Bryan Danielson or John Moxley. And maybe he did well, make those that, comments, but we're not hearing yeah, about but it. But that's, that's ultimately the big problem here, right? Is that rather than, like, like, it's just, you, you know, rather than the, hey, watch Rampage stuff that he should be doing, um, you, you just hit it. Like, we don't we don't walk out of anything that he does ever. And yeah. it's particularly in the last six months. Like, in the last six months, we have not walked out and been like, you know what, Tony, Tony Khan did really good by his company and his product this week. He made me excited for X. Like, it hasn't happened. And like, it's going to bite him. Like it's going to bite, like Brian Danielson's going to win this title and everybody's going to be happy for it. It'll, it'll pop whatever rating they'll, they'll pretend like it did better than, than raw. Um, oh, we're going to get there. We're going to get on that. No, no, so. I know we're going to get there. Pause on that. But, but we've seen this cycle so many times where X, Y, and Z thing happens. Everybody gets excited. And then back down um, to where it's been basically since it plateaued and Tony doesn't help it. So yeah, I, I just I'm kind of done with it all, man. It's funny too, because I talked about this before, but the episodes of dynamite that I watched that didn't have the young bucks, didn't have Kenny Omega, didn't have CM Punk. Yep. Like I liked some of the stuff that was on there. I love Daniel Bryan Danielson. I'm excited that he might be their champ. That might. That he's going to be their champion. I think it's going to be fantastic. I think he's going to have a great run. And, and I'm excited about the matches they can do and the stories they can tell. I, I like the, Black, the Blackpool Fight Club, what they're doing. That aspect of the product I think I enjoy. I, it, it's, it's kind of taken the things that we liked about Ring of Honor and put it on that bigger, bigger scale. But it's that flavor of the month booking. And right now, New York's a flavor of the month. Like Daniel Garcia. I don't even know if you know who that is. But Daniel Garcia beat Wheeler Yuta. I don't even know if you know who that is either. For the Ring of Honor Pure title in Buffalo on Dynamite recently. Ooh. It was the main event of Dynamite. The reason why it was a main event of Dynamite is because Daniel Garcia is from Buffalo. And, and had had some good matches with Daniel Bryan Danielson. Got like an upset win over him. And then another match with him and all that stuff too. 
But like Wheeler Yuta was all the rage back when he won the pure title because he had a bloody match with John Moxley that everybody loved and then joined their, their faction right afterwards. But now that flavor of the month has worn off and we're moving the title to Daniel Garcia. And, and then that's right. going to be fun until another big person comes and we're just going to slap that Ring of Honor pure title on them. This Wednesday on Dynamite, Daniel Bryan Danielson is going to win the Ring of Honor World Championship. The acclaimed is going to win the tag team titles. Now, I know you remember seeing this coming out of All Out because everybody did. Everyone wanted the acclaimed to beat Swerve in their glory because the crowd was going absolutely bonkers for the acclaimed. The acclaimed is insanely over right now. So what do they do? They book a rematch for New York, and, and now the acclaimed is going to go over because it, the, the crowd changed the flavor of the month for Tony Khan. And then where are we even going to see Keith Lee and Swerve after that? It's just the it's the craziest stuff. Like Malachi Black came in and was undefeated, beat Cody Rhodes, did all kinds of amazing stuff. He's gone now. The House of Black doesn't have the guy whose last name is Black in it anymore. And and everyone's reporting that he was released. In his statement, he says he requested his release. He never said he got actually got released. So who knows? But right. uh, and he wants to keep it private. And I think we should all respect that. But at the same time, like again, flavor of the month. It's all about flavor of the month, and it just drives me insane. Uh, and it's one of the reasons why I like MJF, because if you look at a lot of MJF's comments and things he's saying, and he's doing a, like an interview tour right now, he's saying things that criticize AEW without saying things that criticize AEW, because he just doesn't care. And I get that from a lot of right. AEW talent right now. They realize they can say whatever the hell they want, because they have a place to go now that Triple yep. H is in charge. And and that's what, what works for them, so... Um, we're going to get on the ratings, but first we're going to take a quick commercial break and then we'll come back, get on the ratings topic. We teased, make a list, have a lot of fun. So before we do any of that during this break, even if you have the pause to do so, just head on over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash a chair shot, get a chair shot t-shirt. You can get an IZW t-shirt, get one of the t-shirts for the podcast, get one with the logo, the slogan, whatever it might be. They're comfortable. They're not expensive. They support us. They support the movement. That is the chairshot.com. Websites don't grow on trees. Neither do, does bandwidth or any other stuff. So head on over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up a chair shot t-shirt. Support us. Support the movement. Do everything you can. We appreciate it. It allows us to keep on doing what we do. Loving what we love. So prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot promotional consideration paid for by the following hey folks pc tony here thanks to our new partnership with angry lemonade you can save 10 percent on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code ChairShot. head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services use the promo code ChairShot to save 10 percent that's angrylemonade.net all right so We've talked about Tony Khan. We've talked about this this dynamite coming up. But there is this idea on the internet, Patrick O'Down, this idea on the Twitter that because Raw's rating, viewership, because the word rating can really mean a lot of things. We've talked to Ad Nauseam about this. The viewership for Raw comes in at 1.59 million, thanks to not one but two Monday night football games. Now, I pointed this out online earlier. Raw was actually ranked higher this week than it was last week in the rankings because more of the peripheral Monday Night Football shows, and I think there was a Manning cast, even though I think Raw beat the Manning cast. I don't know. But it was so it caused Raw to be ranked lower last week than it was this week, even though the viewership was lower this week than it was last week. Again, that should prove right there that none of this means anything. But because Raw came in at 1.59 million, and because Dynamite has been over a million for like four weeks now and even hit like a 1.2 or something like that, there's this idea out there that because it's Dynamite Grand Slam, because we've got John Moxie versus Daniel Bryan Danielson, because of all these reasons, that Dynamite might miraculously pull a 1.6 this week, even though I don't know that it ever has, and quote-unquote, beat Raw. Now, beat Raw, Patrick O'Dowd. Beat Raw. Um, can you play my music? Sure. Awesome! I came to the... Okay. There's a price to pay. Tough for you to get down on your knees. I came to the... Okay. Okay. 
Okay. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Now, I put that soundbite on the end of it, Patrick O'Dowd, because just to kind of hint and lead towards the next part of this topic. If Dynamite does a 1.6 or gets a higher share of the key demo that everyone likes to put in headlines, will they beat Raw? No. 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 Until they run on Monday night, you can't beat a show that's not on the same night as you. You right. just can't. Because, and everybody's like, well, because they don't have any competition, Dynamite should beat Raw. You just said they don't have any competition. So who are they beating? They should right. be beating you their competition, but they don't have any competition. You, you literally, within the sentence, contradicted yourself. Exactly. Put it on a Monday. Put it on a Monday against Monday Night Football, against Monday Night Raw. Now, and if you beat it, if you get a higher rating, a higher viewership, you're ranked higher, you beat Raw. And we'll come on this show and we'll declare you you victorious. Uh, 100%. 1,000% declare you Absolutely. victorious. Absolutely. Would say you beat Raw. And, and you know what's funny is I recall another company that still exists today that boldly jumped onto a Monday and tried to compete a few years back. And lasted, what, um, four weeks, six weeks? Yeah, it didn't go so good um, because Impact or TNA at the time got trounced. The only company that's ever done it and on, on any level of sustained success is you know, the much maligned Eric Bischoff in WCW during the hot run of the hottest angle in the history of the company that changed wrestling in so many different yeah. ways. Like it literally took a paradigm shifting angle mm-hmm. to dethrone a an underperforming WWF. And hey, that's the thing too. They is- were not performing well at the time. This is the other thing that's really interesting right now is that I might have bought Impact having a shot two years ago when when there was a little bit more of displeasure with Mm -hmm. the Monday night product to where it may have actually felt like a viable thing to switch to. Now, how long it could have lasted, who knows? Let's... I would argue that even on the interwebs, like, and you could you could call it honeymoon phase, you can call it whatever you want. I'm not my algorithm, my my Twitter algorithm that I get so mad about, those, uh-huh. because those people who speak nonsense about the WWE, I'm not seeing a lot of nonsense about the WWE anymore right now. No, so it was I all don't about Vince, I, I could, right? And so now that Vince is gone and this product is is going out the way you think it quote unquote should be, though. There's still people who know how to book better than Triple H do, apparently. Um, and so they wouldn't bring back Bray Wyatt with this rabbit thing. He should just show up through the crowd. I don't know. Like, it was just stupid. Anyway, that's a whole other story and a whole other conversation. For because Bray Wyatt or, ever did anything through the crowd. Right. But that's what we should do. Anyway, that Twitter genius, I don't remember your handle. Um, you don't follow me anyway. It's fine. Uh but we're not seeing much of this. You're doing it wrong. We're seeing Seth Rollins is great. We're seeing Sami Zayn is great. We're seeing begrudging respect to Roman Reigns. I'll, I'll tell you what, the backdoor compliments or the backhanded compliments on Roman Reigns now from the haterators uh, is something something to behold. So I don't even think that if if Dynamite did air on a Monday, it'd be close. Because if there was any if there was any chance to be like, hey, this is a more compelling product, I feel like that's kind of gone away right now. Because by the social media interactions I see, their own admission, like outside of the people you lost forever who were just bitter anyway, like you lost the, the wafflers for a while, and they're not they're yes. not going to flip. 
No, you're exactly right. They did lose the wafflers. They did lose those people that um, the 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 lapsed fans and 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 such. They they did. Yeah, they they really. I mean, I'm sure when Vince left and Triple H took over internally, Tony Khan was like, "Damn it, like I didn't do enough before this date, and here's where we're at now." So, yeah, I think that it's it's definitely put them in an interesting place, in an interesting perspective for a lot of different things. Um, but regardless, Grand Slam, even if it draws a v- bigger viewership than Raw, does not beat Raw because it's not running against Raw. And and here's the thing. I would challenge them to run against Raw, but that would be the dumbest thing ever. That would be bad for right. business as a whole. At that, If Tony Khan moved Dynamite to Monday nights, he should be criticized for trying to hurt the wrestling business because that would be trying to hurt the wrestling business because then you're literally trying to hurt the business as a whole for the sake of your company, which people do. I see it all the time, especially locally and by multiple people. And, and that's what, that would just be bad in general because why force the fans to pick when they don't really want to, they've proven they don't want to. And they've proven if they had to pick, they'd probably pick WWE because they don't ever complain. They, they, they still try to turn WWE into something that's not versus just going and watch something that is what they want. So they've, they've proven that time and time again, but to sum all of that up, the, the wrestling's cocaine kingpin, Tony Khan. Too much focusing on himself, not enough focusing on his event. And even if it does exceedingly well in the greatest event of Dynamite ever, still doesn't beat Raw. Patrick O'Dowd, you know what time it is, even though you don't know what it is. You just made the list. It's time to make the list. So here's why. Now, I have a couple rules. You cannot ask questions. You have to, with your choices, interpret what I'm saying. How? Because that's what the list is. It's just a list. It's not a top. It's not anything. We're making the list. And and in making this list, when I say this, you have to then decide what you think it is and, and what those are. You will go first. We will come up with our six. And then we'll start to put them in order. As well, we'll be able to tell these six things that, hey, you just made the list. Patrick O'Dowd, you get to go first. Our list of... Match types. Okay. Match types in professional wrestling. It's the only clarification you will get. Match types in professional Fine. wrestling. Uh, then I I choose whether you want to call it a uh, shit. I don't know where it's called anywhere else, but the over the top rope Royal Rumble style battle royal uh, is my favorite match type. So do you mean the the Sequential entry Royal Rumble style. It's called a rumble in in the world of like right. But I've heard it called like other things. Like I've called it like I've heard it called a lot of different stuff. But I can't not. People can argue to their boo in the face. It's a type of match. Oh yeah, absolutely, it's type of match. Hundred percent. No, no, no. You're 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 exactly right. The inspiration for this is of course the announcement by Triple H. (laughs) Yeah, I know that returning. To WWE, I mean, it's happened every year, but moving from, we, we okay, we have called up War Games from the main, from, from NXT to the main roster. Everybody talks about talent getting a call up. Ladies and gentlemen, we now have a call up for War Games. War Games! Of War Games! War Games! War Games! So now I am going to put War Games and War Games, The Match Beyond, those are the same thing, on, on, on the list. Because that is what it is called. It was War Games, The Match Beyond. Because, I got I to write these down. Yes, yeah, so so Rumble slash Royal Rumble is the first on the list. War Games is... I'll give, I'll give you time. I'll give you time to, uh, to write on the list. War Games! Of War Games! War Games! War Games! Gotcha. So there we go. What's funny is that I, I'm doing this in my notes app. And so when I wrote the Royal Rumble, it took it as the title. And so okay. like Royal Rumble's huge. And then War Games is like. Well, maybe it's, in your mind. That's emblematic of how you view Patrick O'Dowd. Your third and the third entry on the list of match types is. Uh, you, you're going to you're going to hate me because it's so boring. Probably okay. or at least high final. Bar. I like a good old fashioned submission match. 
Okay. Uh, make a guy tap out. There you go. Submission match is number three, number four, or fourth entry on the list because we'll put them in order. No, I'm going to save that one just in case you do it. I am going to go with... Now, I need to be clear. This is not a last man standing match. They are different. I am going to put on the list the Texas death match. Ooh. The Texas death match involves pinfalls. Yep. Which I believe Impact Wrestling most recently did wrong, or maybe it was actually AEW. You pin your opponent, and then they have to answer the 10 count. And if they do not answer the 10 count, they lose. And and there was one, I want to say it was in World Class, it might have been in the AWA, where I think it was AWA, because I think it was Larry Zabisco, was trapped in a submission move, purposely just pinned himself so he could get out of it, and then was able to answer the 10 count. So... In a Texas death match, you should pin your opponent, then return to a neutral corner, thus allowing the 10 count to begin. All right, Patrick O'Dowd, your third and final submission for... Oh, August. gosh. I go I go back and forth on this with whether... To, so, it's become... When it was introduced, it was so huge because it was a, a unique take on a traditional match, even though they, they it had existed at different times before. But then The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels did it in the late 90s and, and kind of flipped it on its ear and made the WWE recognize that they had to do this all the time. And, that, and that's, you know, and, and created one of the most repeatedly viewed moments in the history of the company. I can't watch it anymore. Because it gives me the heebie-jeebies, but you can't deny what that that match did, and that's the that's the hell in the cell. Like, yeah, I, I just I can't not put it on there, um, even though it's it's lost a little bit over over time at, at different points because I feel like it's actually been overdone um, more than I would like. So. And I agree with you, considering how many there have been. But it's also, you know, debuted in what, like 1997. So, I mean, here we are, right. almost 30 years later. Um, so my my final entry on the list, it, it's interesting because there's a lot of ways I can go, a lot of choices I can make. Again, match types. There are lots of match types. There are very complex match types. There are very simple match types. I've got a couple different ways I can go with this, but, and if you look at the events I put on, you will see, for some reason, I always fall into this very specific spot. The final submission for the list, Patrick O'Dowd, is a six-man tag team match. <laughs> now, just out of curiosity, does IZW have a trios championship? We do not even have tag team championships yet. Um, no. That is, is, and when okay, I did, so, you know, cart before the horse. When we did PHX wrestling back in the day, we had we were going to have a men's championship a women's championship and a trios title. We weren't going to have tag team titles. I uh, given the choice, I would pick a six man tag team match over a tag team match. Well, I don't I mean, know why. Back in the day, but here's what's funny. I, and it's interesting that you have such an allure because back when Shikara existed, what was the one event I always wanted to go see? Oh, the King of trios. Yeah. The King of trios. Yeah. It was like a two night event. And I was like, I want to go see this tournament with six man tag matches. Yeah. It, it's, and, I really enjoyed, there's something about the six man tag team match, the chaos that it can have, the tag, it, it can really combine a lot of different things. And I just really enjoy the six man tag team match. It's, so. it's really interesting when you look at our two lists, like, cause I think you were thinking I would go a little more, more old school than what I did. Um, yeah. But you very, you, you, I mean, outside, I mean, six man tag, I mean, those have existed forever. Um, but you definitely went with the two sort of territory day. Yeah, I did. Big, like war games, war games, like you said, has been, been stepped Even that up, was a like Crockett I, territory thing though. So, right. Uh, it's just been I, where I was like WWE big event, like two, two of my match types have pay-per-views named after them. That's true. Or have pay-per-views for them. Um, and right. you know, I think. The, the only other one I, I even considered, if you wanted to go old school, and is really on the strength of one match, which I argue is, you know, people talk about brutal matches of all time. Um, 
to for my money, it's it's the dog collar match between Piper and and, and Valentine, and a dog collar match after that. I was always like, "Whoa, shit, that's big time." I uh, uh, I always enjoyed, you know, uh, as a kid, I had this old Great American Bash VHS. It was the year before they did War Games, and one of the matches on there was the Road Warriors and Ivan and Nikita Koloff in a double Russian chain match, and that was oh. crazy, right? Very enjoyable. Very much love that. Um, nice. We'll talk about what didn't make the list in a moment, but first... You just made the list! We are going to go to commercial. We will come back and put this list in order right here on The Craig DeMarco Show. Promotional... This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. All right, Patrick O'Dowd. So we have our six items on the list. Now we're going to put them in order. Number one, or, or the first item is a rumble, Royal Rumble. Then we have War Games. We have the submission match, the Texas Death Match. Hell in a Cell, and a six-man tag team match. I will go first. We will put these in order, one through six, to figure out. You just made the list! And I am going to be a homer, make my own selection, number one, and that is... Games! Of War Games! War Games! War Games! I was a kid when War Games first came out. Old enough to understand what was going on and have loved the concept ever since. And when it was brought into WWE NXT, loved it even more. Of course, it's a big part of the history of the Undisputed Era. It made William Regal even more famous, even though he came along at the tail end of War Games. But whatever. It's where we are now. The fact that William Regal won't even do it for blood and guts makes me respect the man even more. Um, But I will make War Games number one. Patrick O'Dowd, who's number two? Or what's number two? Craig DeMarco. What's well, my favorite pay-per-view in the whole world? That would my be the match in the whole world. At one point, it was going to be called this, or somebody accidentally called it the Rumble Royale itself, the Royal Rumble. Indeed, there, number, there's no way. Yeah, there's no way that wasn't going to be number two. So I'm torn between two for number three, and I think the modern day wrestling fan would want me to pick one. But I want to pick the other, and well, it's my turn, so I'm going to pick it. Number three is going to be the Texas Death Match. Boy, we're just going to go chalk all the way through this, aren't we? We're just going to just flip our picks. <laughs> Maybe. It's got to be Hell in a Cell for, for me, for, for number four. Like it's, it could probably be higher, but oh well. It, uh, yeah, it'll be Michael's off the cage. Not, yeah, and I said Michael's off the cage, not fully off the cage. Michael's off well, the yeah, cage. Yeah, because you don't even want to think about that. I get it. I don't blame you I whatsoever. Don't. So, Patrick, you know, initially I was like, well, I'll pick submission match because it is no, better no, than no, six-man tag team match. But I can't because if I were given the choice between a You'd submission match six-man. and a six-man, I would pick the six-man nine times out of ten. And the only thing that ten out of ten would, would do is whoever's in it would convince me to pick otherwise. So I am going can, to go with number five as the six-man tag team match. Can I tell you why submission matches get sure. excite me? Is because yeah. I love when they're used as a device for a wrestler that doesn't typically submit an opponent. And my favorite example of that was when we were introduced to the worst STF ever, the STFU. But it was a storytelling device to to show John Cena in a different light. And say what you will, it worked. It did. It worked. And he used oh, it. Yeah. In the future. A lot. A lot. Didn't he, he beat Batista at WrestleMania 26 that we were at by submission? He might have. I don't even remember. I remember. I, I I so just remember the main event for the most part on that, and I and, and Daniel Bryan Danielson on the stage blocked <laughs> in like thirty seconds. They were trying to break break the SD Jones record, but they couldn't do it. So, well, that was different WrestleMania, but yeah. No, wasn't that WrestleMania twenty six that we went to? Daniel Bryan Danielson was standing on the stage and waving at us during the pre show. Oh no, as a who, cast member. Who the hell of, is a- um, 
The quickest match on the card was like three minutes. So there oh, was maybe no I, multiple second right. match. So John Cena did defeat Batista by submission to win the WWE yeah. Championship at WrestleMania 26. And I'm going to assume that it was the STFU. Let's see here. Deliver now. Yep. The the write up I'm reading says it's an FT STF, but we all know it was the STFU. There we go. So that would put submission match at number six. So just to recap, at number one we have War Games. At number two we have the Rumble Royal Rumble. Number three, a Texas Death Match. Number four. We have Hell in a Cell, number five, a six-man tag team match, and number six, the submission match. Congratulations. You just made the list. Shut your dumb mouth. By the way, I'd like it if you would continue to call the Royal Rumble the Rumble Royal Rumble, like you do the Daniel Bryan Danielson. <laughs> the um, Rumble Royal Royale. Rumble the, the, Royal the Rumble. The Rumble Royal Royale Royal. with Rumble. Royal Rumble Royal. Stuff. I heard the the phrase Rumble Royal I heard somewhere because the Royal Rumble was a house show match at some point that people don't seem to like there it did happen at house shows a few times maybe mm-hmm. at that point it was called a Rumble Royal I don't know but I know right. that phrase came from somewhere I didn't just make it up so yeah there we go alright gentlemen you have three minutes and you better make it good we got three minutes and we're out of here the clock is ticking and we're in the All right, Patrick O'Dowd. I don't know if you saw yet. This week on NXT, you probably did social media. This week on NXT, Solo Sokoa, who we talked about last week, won the NXT North American Championship, defended it on SmackDown against Riddick Moss, showed up in a press conference with the Bloodline, and then this Tuesday was forced to vacate said championship and will now be... Uh, crowned as as it usually is in NXT in a multi-person ladder match at Halloween Havoc, which will probably be called Takeover Halloween Havoc. We'll be fully black to, to, to black and gold by then. Who knows? But Solo Sokoa, after a week, one defense in a press conference, forced to vacate the NXT North American Championship. Here's my question to you, Patrick O'Dowd, since it's a three-minute warning. Is there any reason other than he needed to have a title at the press conference. A viable reason for Solo Sokoa to have won this championship for a week. No, there's not. There's, it's It was clearly done for the visual. And and then that's, I, yeah, I can't think of another reason. Like, I don't, yeah. who, you, you didn't even have him, you didn't even have somebody gain anything by beating him. At NXT, which well, no, because you can't. He's in the bloodline. You can't yeah. beat him. Yeah, you. I. You didn't let me I'm sorry. It makes total sense because of the bloodline, um, and you know, vacancy is undefeated when it comes to uh, winning those titles. Like anytime vacancy gets a title shot, he wins. Now he doesn't hold on to it very long. No. Uh, usually, usually he doesn't hold on to it very long. He's he's a paper champion at best, but um, but he can sure win them. He can, he can sure win them, and he won this one, not for the first time either. Um, yeah, and and part of me, I think it's absolutely stupid that we did this, that we had to go yeah. this route, and we had to do it for a press conference so that everybody but Sami Zayn is holding a championship in the press conference. Like, I get it. But once I accept the fact that we needed it for the press conference, once I internalize that, keep it, compartmentalize it, whatever big word I want to use, then I'm okay because I'm glad he didn't go out and be Gunther for the title just for a press conference right? or Bobby Lashley right. for a title just for a press conference or Braun right. Breaker for the title just for a press conference. Like at least they did this with that. Like, like I'm just happy they oh. didn't tarnish the legacy of another championship in doing this. Cause it's just the NXT North American, no offense. It's just the NXT North American championship. Right. So, I'm going to change the subject on you okay. real quick. I hope this is okay. I mean, because um, I, I meant, don't know. I meant, like, is it, is it, is it allowed? No. Yeah, I'm sure it's fine. Um, as the number one villain on the Chair Shot Radio Network, I, I feel like. Yeah. I went to the 
calling this a danger zone card? No, I'm not. Not at all. I was like, we that that lasted like two weeks on the show. It lasted and, a couple and, months. We just never used it. We used it one time. I'll do this. I, I think I, I think I used it one time. Hang on, and we'll do this. It'll just, it'll just play underneath whatever your so, topic is. Well, no. So my question was, with the big announcement of the main event at Crown Jewel, do you think this is an opportunity for your cash-in prediction to maybe happen? Maybe. It's a singles match, so you could do it. And, now and a lot of it's people... Logan Paul. So, and, and here's the thing: is it's Logan Paul, whether you think he deserves it or not. Which, ever if you know anything about the WWE, he absolutely makes a lot of sense for a Crown Jewel main event. Um, especially when you look at the main events they put at Crown Jewel. Like, come on, people! They know where the bread is buttered. But it would, from Austin Theory's like sort of character standpoint. Like, that would kind of make sense if he cashed in and got a pin on Logan Paul after getting beat on by Roman Reigns a little bit. Right. I and, would be okay with that. I, I don't know that that's going to happen. It just popped into my head. Like, they got to get, they got to split it up at some point. And, right. And I, I think they will. I know there's new championships in the works, whether it's completely new titles that we haven't seen before, whether it's just new versions, you know, replacement belts of, you know, just, just newer, you know, so we can sell more merchandise. I don't know, but I firmly believe, and I've been very vocal about the fact that we've got to break these titles up because the Intercontinental Championship and the United States Championship are not world titles. Look at how the United States Championship match opened up Raw. It was not treated like a big world title. It was nothing like that. Like It was just it was a title match. So I don't buy that in, in any way, shape, or form. Um, I agree with you. I think it could be an opportunity to do that. It could be an opportunity to have theory cash in here's my thing though if 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 you really want to maximize this i think you have theory cash in and you have logan paul pin austin theory and to win the wwe championship and and then we get a feud and logan paul holds it maybe through the royal rumble you could have logan paul walk into wrestlemania as your wwe you know how can you just so can you just imagine how nuts the interwebs will be. Because then we would have two shows with part-time champions. <laughs> but the title would not just, still be not, on Raw more than just it is now. Sh- not just two shows with part-time champions, but a guy who, quote, doesn't deserve it because, again, all of you neckbeards out there think that you know how to book the WWE. Uh, right. Because you book it like your favorite, you know, bingo hall uh, independent wrestling show, not – not IZW, notwithstanding, uh, they would never do that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> if it was Logan Paul, I would. No offense to, <laughs> to Thugnificent, who's been an amazing. But you know what? You know what I mean. You know what I mean. Like, yes, come yes, on, give me a break. Like, but like, it's just it's. It, but when I sat there, I was just sitting there staring. And I was like, okay, so here's this guy who's wrestled one one Two match matches. matches. Two matches. Uh, and is you know taking you know taking this opportunity to to take on Roman Reigns. There's a lot of opportunity there to to make that split happen, and uh, you know either of your either of the ways we've suggested could work. Now I say that doesn't mean by any stretch that it's going to happen, and I won't know. I won't watch it, so I'll see the I'll see the Twitter results and, and learn via the Twitter. So yes, we, you will definitely find out from the rest of us. I. I would be for it. I just, you know, it's good for the business. It's good for all of that stuff. Like, I would have no problem with it if Logan Paul were the one to do that. The feuds would be amazing. That the TV product would be great around it. Could you imagine a Seth Rollins-Logan Paul feud for WrestleMania? Oh, it'd be terrific. The money written all It'd be all terrific. It. It'd be hilarious. Here's the other opportunity that it gives you. If, if Logan Paul wins the tie, you know, would win on a cashed-in theory, uh, he could still like go for, like you could get him fully healed where he belongs, and then just have him bragging about how he unseated Roman Reigns for a title, right? Like you just pretend like he didn't bend theory. Like it's it's there for you, WWE. You trips. I know you listen. You're welcome. 
And he'll eventually like, like Logan Paul right now insists on being a baby face because he feels like people are looking at Logan Paul, the person at Logan Paul. I've, I've heard it from indie wrestlers. They're like, it's really me out there. And that's what the people see. And, and, and they just don't get it. And I've literally had people say that. And I'm like, then stop using your real name to wrestle. But it's, you could, even if you don't go that route, right? You now have a, say Logan Paul wins a title, pins theory, wins a WWE championship on a technicality, all that stuff. Goes on, say he goes to WrestleMania, wrestles Seth Rollins, loses. Now say for SummerSlam next year, you have a reason to do Logan Paul or Roman Reigns again. And a good reason. Because him talking trash, whatever. And you have a good reason for Roman Reigns to say, you know what, fine. I just want to shut you up so I'll give you the match. Like, Like that's... That that's a big dog tribal chief thing to do, and and that's why I think that it would that it would happen. So, yeah, I um I'm a, I'm a, I'm on board with it. I'm on board with it a hundred percent completely. Here comes the big dog, the big dog Roman Reigns, the big dog, and we kick off Monday Night Raw live tonight in Phoenix, Arizona, with the big dog. That's old school too, right there, Patrick O'Dowd. Ending the show with a little shameful thing, lobster head. Too many limes. This has been the Greg DeMarco Show. Greg DeMarco, Patrick O'Dowd, at Chair Shot Greg, at Wrestling Realist, W R E S T L N G R E A L I S T. Once again, there is still no I in wrestling. There is still one in Realist, and there is still one in Patrick for the Wrestling Realist, Patrick O'Dowd. Patrick, did you want to tell the people? Twitter bot follower of the week because you were very excited about this follower to me. This is just a great, uh, this was just a great name. Hold on one minute. It's okay. This, Take, this, it is worth this, the wait. This Twitter, this Twitter bot follower, like just gave up like that. That's, <laughs> that's what I really feel like happened here. Um, as I, let's see, scroll, 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 scroll. Where did I put it? I thought you DM'd it to me. But maybe you texted it. To Did me. no? I definitely, I definitely DM'd it to you because I would have just. Maybe I did text you. Oh okay. no! Here we go. No, here it is. Uh, yes. So Twitter bot follower of the week. Oh, uh, congratulations to the big winner, Annalisa Clickner. Your name. You have click in your name. That is the laziest of Twitter bots. Kudos to you. Yes. Like, like, and and I got another one this week that didn't bother to put up a fake profile photo. Like, if you're not going to put up a fake photo of a scaly, like, kept it the egg? It's no, well, it's like the, it's like a human silhouette. Oh, okay. So it's, it's not, yeah, I think it's changed. Oh, they don't do the egg anymore. Yeah, the egg is, the the egg is no more. Yeah, the egg was, because that's how you mock people, right? Right. You're like, ah, you're still an egg. Yeah, Erica Halliday, um, with her nine followers, uh, she she posted no photos um, not of any trying. sort. Not not even not even a, a blanket statement. Just nothing. Zero tweets. Erica Halliday, you will be missed. By the way, the bot the bot numbers have really boosted me. Greg, yes. I'm up to five hundred eighteen. I've like, had a I bunch am, of I bots. Am, Lately, follow yeah, it's, me. It's been an it's been an epidemic. By the way, Annalisa Clickner is up to uh, twenty followers on twenty on, followers. On Good for her. So, yes, she got a couple of clicks, and it's all dudes. So there you go, bunch of. Let me tell you, it, it's it's a who's who of of mental capacity looking at her follow list. So her following list much bigger. Of course, she is following five hundred and or, I'm sorry, eight hundred and thirty eight people. She's active. She's active. She's active. Uh, I use her. the word she sparingly, although she self-identifies whatever she wants to self-identify as, but I have a hard time believing she's not some dude in a foreign country trying to gain followers and, and, and trick people out of money. So there we go. Yeah. Congratulations, Annalisa Klickner. You just made the list. Of Patrick O'Dowd's <laughs> favorite 
Twitter bot followers. And with that, we will bid a nice warm farewell to all of you listening. We hope you enjoyed the list, the conversation. Look, you're listening to this on Wednesday morning. I honestly believe Dynamite is going to be a good show tonight. I will probably watch it on Thursday during work, but I honestly believe we're going to see the crowning of Daniel Bryan Danielson. We're going to see the crowning of the acclaimed. And I do believe that these will be entertaining program, an entertaining program to watch. So I recommend you go out there and watch it. Plus, no Kenny Omega, no Young Bucks, no CM Punk. How can you go wrong with this week's edition of AEW Dynamite? So for all of you who say, I don't like the product or whatever, you can suck it because I like it when it's good and it's good here. Until next time, for Patrick O'Dowd, for Greg DeMarco, which is me, we thank you for listening. Always use your head. Mm-hmm.